0: Hello friends, welcome to the Most of the Harmless podcast, I'm your host, Dammit All Alright buddies, on today's episode I pull yet another classy move. Friends, I drink way too much beer and try to interview one of my favorite bands. The results, well, thankfully Paul and Garrett from Red City Radio are professionals and they bring the goods to the table because I sure as hell didn't. uh i talk way too much about myself and not enough about the band and we kind of argue and yell at each other but i think it's good entertaining fun and we got some really great stories and quotes from garrett and paul and i'm really happy with those while i may be slightly cringing and embarrassed about myself and my own actions regardless we're not going to talk too much today um because i talked too much in the interview uh but i did i traveled to uh, fort collins colorado i live in colorado springs of course um to see this awesome show. I, I've been a fan of Red City Radio. Um, as we talk about today's episode, the first show I ever played as a bass player at a band called Kings and Thieves here in Colorado Springs. Uh, we opened for Red City Radio. Uh, they were on their tour for their EP, uh, The Sons and Daughters of Woody Guthrie, which they had just self-released. And I fell in love instantly. These guys are fan-fucking-tastic from Oklahoma City. Uh, madly in love with them um so and that's what i do is like if and i love Arlis and nancy as well who played that night and there was a fantastic band called i believe i'm saying it wrong daikaju d-a-i-k-a-i-j-u they were a japanese kabuki instrumental awesomeness band uh, rock and fucking roll all the way surf punk kabuki awesomeness uh check those guys out d-a-i k-a-i-j-u uh so i was at surfside seven one of my favorite places and i'm watching two of my favorite bands what do i do in a situation such as this well i drink too much because i'm having a good time and you know the that that the beer just goes right down your gullet so smooth so gently and uh you know it happens um <laughs> one week on this show I'll talk about hey I quit drinking I haven't had a drink in two weeks and I feel better than never and then the next episode I'm blackout drunk making an ass out of myself but that's just the way uh, this this beast goes and that's the character we're trying to create with this dammit Damien that's why it's called Damn it, Damien and not Damien Alexander or some other sorts it's so that you the listener go Damn it, Damien and here I am I'm talking too much again Uh, By myself Uh, Anyway the show is fucking fantastic Uh, We've got some live tracks coming up at the end Uh, Make sure you stick around and listen to those Um, And also uh, Before this uh, show The dudes in Red City Radio traveled to Black and Bloom Recording studio Uh, Mr. Chris Vogel from the Gamets runs it We talked to Chris He was in uh, I believe the fourth episode of the show and uh, they recorded a fantastic cover of Drinking Yourself into the Future, which was the song I was going to open this episode with, but rather than derail from their awesome version that they recorded, um, I want you to go check out, check it out over at the ForTheLoveOfPunk.com. Uh, fantastic cover, fantastic reworked version. Uh, congrats to Chris, Black and Bloom, and the and johnny and the four love of punk dudes for uh, such an awesome cover um again uh dangerous of standing still is the new red city radio album it's probably one of my favorite punk albums of 2011 um i really wish i had talked to them a little bit more about that album in oklahoma and you know a couple of the songs they talk about oklahoma and why it's worth saving and i wanted to touch touch a little bit more base on that and i started to move in that direction on this interview and then i got drunk and- didn't um thanks again to chris love and Arless nancy dudes uh this interview was done at the chowder house where i stayed the night in fort collins it's where our chris love lives runs a little recording studio bj from sour boy bitter girl lives there we drank incredibly too much booze uh, incredibly too much fun was had uh i don't know about the uh paul and garrett these guys seem pretty well composed versus compared to me i don't think they drank nearly as much as my dumbass did <laughs> um but I, I'm, I'm gonna quit rambling we're just gonna go ahead and get into this interview Again, please uh, check this band out regardless of me and my drunken interviewing skills. Uh, it's still a pretty entertaining interview regardless. I have fun. Uh, it still makes me cringe listening to it. Uh, we're going to go ahead and open this uh, episode up with I'm Well, You Are Poison off 2011's Dangers of Staying Still. Again, one of my favorite punk rock records of the last five years, much less probably my favorite record of 2011. Um, and then stay tuned, at the end of the episode, I've got a few uh, live songs from that. Surfside 7 show. Uh, so please stay tuned. Uh, here we go with I'm uh, um, Well, You're Poisoned. Alright, uh, hello, hey, buddies. I'm hanging out at the uh, Chowder House with, uh, Mr. Paul and Garrett from Red City Radio. How the hell you Uh, dudes doing? Doing real well, homie. How are you? Man, I'm doing pretty good. I got to see you guys tonight. I missed you guys last night. I had to work at a Colorado Springs local hip-hop show. It was pretty, uh... How
1: was your show? Uh, who performed? I wonder that.
0: Just local bands.
1: Or what was the local band? Uh...
0: It was a, the the main local band was Made Up Minds. It was their CD release party. And honestly, I have no idea who anybody else was.
2: <laughs> Whatever, fuck all of Yeah,
0: But I made good money, so I, I can't bitch did too much.
2: Did you get one of the CDs for the CD release party?
0: I did not. Oh. They went, hey, hey, dude, did you get a CD? And I went, no. And they're like, we'll email you one. Great. Which I think means I'm not going to get one.
2: So, wait, what was their name again?
0: Uh, it was made up minds.
2: Okay, cool. Just we will steal that
0: local Colorado Springs hip hop. They're they're gonna explode. Actually, actually, I think a couple of those dudes listen to it, so they're gonna explode. No, seriously, uh, huh? That's cool. Uh, I was gonna start this off.
1: Country radio is all about fucking local music and actually hip hop as well. So. Yeah. I, I, well,
0: yeah, I was gonna st- I, I was gonna start off bullshitting like uh, the first time like I was in this. Sh- I don't want to say shitty But I'm going to say shitty I was in this uh, Punk rock band In Colorado Springs Called uh, Kings and Thieves And the first show we played Was with you guys
2: That was your first show
0: That was the first show I'd ever played As a bass player Really?
1: uh, And That's at Triple Nickel Triple Nickel Yeah I'll tell you That's fucking awesome man
2: I, I didn't know Your singer I was didn't in a band were...
1: Called In Death We Rise Oh
0: everybody Except for me Was in that band In Death We Rise And uh, our old tour manager Snow that
1: Cobra Which his real name Is Brad Blanco Who plays in a band Called uh, Lost Empires the, that? Lost Empires From Oklahoma City He wears that fucking shirt Every single day Almost As he should he you cut off the sleeves. And he fucking wears the hell out of He's a big fan of it. But it With a girl in meat grinder.
0: In Death We Rise wasn't a bad band, but then they decided. That, uh, they I cannot won-
2: believe that was your first show. Like seriously, that was your player. first. Sh- I mean,
0: yeah, as a bass player. Yeah. No, so. no, no. First short Period. Like. Growing up, I was a uh, violin player, so I'd played cool. live as a violin player, really? but never in, never bass in front of people. And so it, here the was first my first
2: time you playing bass in front of people, and the first time you played bass in that band.
0: Well, like, that was my that that was the first show I played in, right. in front and of people. It was with us in Fort yeah. Collins. Yeah, uh, It was Colorado Springs. Uh, I'm sorry. The Fair conference. enough. We're in we're in Fort Collins right now. But, yes, uh, we are. And. Uh, you guys went and had a killer party at those dudes' house. But I had to go babysit my uh, then-girlfriend who we had had a pregnancy scare that weekend. I seem to remember there was a, like a cute dog there. Yeah, yeah, probably. I don't know. I wasn't at the after I party. I can't explain why that's the memory I have. But, but, but my, I seem to remember there was yeah. a dog there. My memory of that night was uh, my, my now ex-girlfriend freaking out because the condom broke and her going like oh god i'm pregnant oh god oh god oh god i'm pregnant with this dude who doesn't have an actual job he books shows at a bar are you gonna put this Mm. on the internet yeah absolutely (laughs) absolutely Well, this, this is the character I'm building, is that, dam- like, it's mostly the harmless, and damn it, Damien It's like, damn it, Damien, why are you telling that story? And that's the character I'm building. So, oh, wow. but, but, you okay. know, the whole thing is, it, and my whole philosophy is, is, like, if I'm embarrassing myself in front of you, it makes you open up a little bit more.
1: You because
0: you're not, uh, a little bit, like, people are going to listen to this and be like, Damn, dude! What a fucking retard. So, so the idea is, is that like you hear me making a fool of myself, so it opens people, you up to tell just the story.
1: Scared to fucking like tell something yeah. secretive. Though.
0: Well, exactly. That's like they are. Uh, Judge. Yeah, but it, it, it's like communicating. It's like making a bond. It's building bonds, and like people are like, dude, why do you do that? And I'm like, well, because it's not a normal. Well, inter-
1: in Oklahoma City, we mo- we have more bail bonds. Really. Here, or, we, or we sit at home and eat bonbons
0: yeah it's
1: rare that we have bonbons
0: um so okay so so, so we got hey what's the
1: tightest thing in the world Paul
0: a butthole
1: what's, what should be tighter than a butthole
0: family exactly <laughs> <laughs> alright so uh enough about me and enough about buttholes um so I, I did I did I guess a good chunk of research but and I know the origin story between of the band but Curious, do you guys believe in destiny at all? No. No? No. What about you? No. No? If it's meant to be, it's up to me. See, cause cause the whole story is it's like
2: you know the cliche half of life is showing up. Yeah. It's totally cliche.
0: Yeah, but but like so Dallas is from Nebraska. I don't know where JoJo's from. You're from all over the grew up in a mulberry tree. <laughs> yeah. You're Col- actually from Oklahoma City, though, right? And Oklahoma. Um, yes, yes uh, I am. I'm and sure. you've been all over the goddamn world.
1: Yeah.
0: But all four of you guys ended up in, in Oklahoma City playing in the same band. Weirdly enough, well, we were all actually. Fair, there was about 500,000
2: people also there who in lived Oklahoma in that City. city.
0: Well, weirdly yeah. enough,
2: we were all actually
1: before we all joined Red City Radio, which was about well, like fucking, yeah, you know, it started around like seven or so years ago. Um, we, uh, each individual: Paul, Dallas, Jonathan, and myself, uh, Garrett, were all in bands. Uh, mm-hmm. We were all the lead singer and lead guitar players, and the people who like got shows, and the people who like actually cared about the band and like really m- went out of our way to do things. And uh, we all just got tired of that shit Like every other person in the world does You know they just mm-hmm. get, People just get tired of it And weirdly enough Instead of just getting tired of it And getting a weird job that everybody hates We just happened to like meet each other Yeah And four egotistical well, just asshole lead other. singer guitar players Joined a band <laughs> <It> happened <laughs> we to meet make, each
2: other We sought each other out was...
1: Kinda of see you out I just found your ass
2: That's true But we sought out Jojo
1: well, we all knew him though. He was a homie for years. I was staying on his couch for years.
2: Sure, he was a missing cause We right? all just
1: happened to meet each other, man. right? It was a, it was just a random crazy, crazy, random happenstance.
0: Yeah. Well, okay, well, you know, but some people would call that cra- like I'm, I'm. Believe me, I'm not a religious guy, but like at the same time, it's like God. The four of you guys and these stories, like, because you lived all over the world. Where yeah. all did you live?
1: Well, I was born in Wichita Falls, Texas, and then I moved to Spain, and then I lived in uh, Feltwell, England, and then Lake and Heath, England, for about, like, four and a half years, and then I moved to Midwest City, Oklahoma, and then we moved to, like, Edmond, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Yeah. And then, and that was, like, in, like, nineteen ninety. Hate. I don't know. Some You're also the thing. youngest dude in the band. I'm also the youngest
0: by like six years. But still, years. like, what are the chances of the four of you guys ended up in the same town, the same band? Like, I'm not saying I'm not a religious dude, but it's just like it's a very nice happenstance. I just, I'm, I i do not really, never looked at it that way. We're, we're all, just,
1: from, we're all from the same town, man, and we just happened to fucking that, know what we man, wanted. It, and it, we knew. I mean, it was so it.
2: simple. Like, I started, I started this little project with my next door neighbor. Mm-hmm. We found a drummer. On the internet through a music message board, <laughs> and he quit, and I found Garrett, or Garrett found us, <laughs> depending on how you want to look at it. I was
1: uh, I was 18 years old. It was through the, uh, the week the, of my high school graduation. I joined, through the exact
2: funny. same forum, like exact same, like hey, because even though they were the, in their
1: mid twenties, the best guitar player they
2: could find was 18 years old, and <laughs> he was prepos. No, I was Actually. 18.
1: I turned 19 that week. Oh, that's right. Because I graduated that week, 2006. You fucking creepos.
2: Wow. Well, nice butt, <laughs> man.
0: How old are you, Paul?
2: I'm twenty three.
0: <laughs> <You know that? laughs>
2: I'm old enough to recognize the beauty of the koozie that I'm using right now. Yeah. Dude, this is old school So he
1: lived in the eighties. <laughs> was like alive.
2: I was. I was alive in the eighties. I, was, I a, was being produced.
0: Yeah. I, was I was alive being in the formulated. eighties. Formulated. Formulated.
2: No, um, <laughs> I saw Madonna videos and shit. I, right was, born,
1: I was born in the year that. I Ho- saw I saw MTV when that.
2: they actually played videos, is what I should say. Ooh.
1: I was born the year License like Dale came out.
2: I don't know if we're like trying to top each other because we're kind of going in opposite directions. Well, <laughs> I saw the Challenger blow up. I actually did not see the Challenger blow up. I just thought that'd be.
1: I was born <laughs> in the year. Aha.
0: Up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. All
0: right, so let's, 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 I don't
1: like Nirvana and I hate the Beatles. Yeah. Aerosmith sucks. What do you like? Fucking Aerosmith does Aerosmith suck. Aerosmith I mean, does suck. <coughs> By the way, uh, Steven Tyler of Aerosmith, if you're if listening, you're listening to, this, to this podcast right you, now, your face looks like a butthole. No. Your, your, mouth, your mouth looks like two giant butthole lips. I hate
0: what do you like? And who the fuck are the Beatles? Uh, I think they're a monkeys cover band. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere that. <laughs> the fuck are the Monkees? Oh <laughs> are they like the Beach Boys?
1: <laughs> Good God, man. Good God. What, the Beach Boys? Um, what do I like? I like fucking Skrillex, man. <laughs> <laughs> Dude I like That's that That's funny because Nobody likes Skrillex No dude I uh, know a, no, lot a, lot a lot of people Like, like Skrillex, Skrillex. <laughs> Yeah shit that gonna... I like, I mean fuck dude If you can look like Darlene from fucking Roseanne no. and make a Fucking bunch of money Like that you know, we're Powered you know? <laughs> Whatever, man. Alright I'm into Skrillex Let's rewind <laughs> It's
0: like Transformers Having sex isn't it uh, Only better <laughs> Cause that Transformers <laughs> Movies
1: Oh, yeah, Michael is pretty terrible. If yeah. Skrillex would have directed it,
0: <laughs> when did you when did you learn how to play guitar? Why shit, did you? I'm learning now, man.
1: Eh. Boys what
0: was learning? What? Why you gotta be a pain in the ass? Answer my damn questions! Don't be a pain in the ass. When did no. I start learning? Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, why?
0: Why did you start learning? Why like, did I start learning? Bel- st- believe it or not, it's actually kind of a funny story.
1: Uh, my brother mm. Brad Kellum, man, fucking yeah. homeboy. Uh, he uh, he's older than me. He's like you know about three and a half years older than I am and um, he uh, he started playing acoustic guitar and he got an acoustic guitar and I figured well shit you know he's my older brother if he's going to get a guitar I'm going to learn how to play guitar and he started playing guitar and I just weirdly happened to get better than him just like after over a summer I just happened to exceed more than him And there was a time where he was playing guitar, and I didn't, like, show him how good I was at all, you know, kind of kept to myself. And he was playing a lick, and I was like, oh, is this what you're trying to play? And I totally just, like, did it and embarrassed him. And then he decided to stop playing guitar and start exercising and looking good and became, like, an Abercrombie model. And I kept being fat and playing guitar. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's pretty much it He, this, like, he okay, just gave up
2: on guitar immediately Can I just point out That's a story I've never heard you tell Yeah That's yeah. how I started my guitar I've heard you repeat A ton of stories Because I've known you forever <laughs> But I've never heard you tell that Yeah That's story. how I started my guitar That's I wanted to be hilarious. like I wanted to be
1: like my brother And I outbeat my brother that's And he decided and st- Since he can't beat me in guitar He was just going to be A super athlete well, to and, be he, fair, and he, he, he's a fucking
2: great human being he's a super dude to be fair, he, Brad to Gull be fair awesome. yes he, As a, he's he, a homie dude he can out athlete oh, and out model just about anyone <laughs> I've ever met dude
1: he's like 6'3 like cut like he's a good looking dude and like if you put he's us together sharp, he's a sharp guy if dude. you see a big gallery, he's a smart he's, guy he's he's super cool well, he's really great and if you see him and then see me you're like no connection and then weirdly if you put our faces together you're like oh my god you guys are brothers like, you know <laughs> what I mean like it's one of those things it's super super total cool dude but no. and also he like really Not he was when he was in college and i was like in high school and when he was in late high school and i was in middle school and i was getting into punk rock and he was like into sports and stuff he'd like you know pick on me older brother shit about punk rock and i that was the first time i was able to like stand my ground and be like you know what man you're wrong like yeah. punk rock is awesome and you're fucking stupid you know and then like later on when he went to college he was like do you like david bowie and i was like dude you used to make fun of me that i like david bowie you know what i mean and then i turned him on to this stuff and now we're like you know now we get together like on all levels but uh yeah man he's my inspiration like a motherfucker to play all sorts of music and to do everything better than anybody else has ever done nice love that dude
0: uh what were those first things in your punk rock fold like that first First music, yeah, those, those first punk rock bands, or for, first bands period. Who cares if they're punk rock or not?
1: For me personally, man, what like, are you copying when you're playing guitar? Well, dude, being from Oklahoma,
0: like, uh, and being
1: younger, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, Paul was able to like see a lot of cooler shit than I am, and because uh, he's old, yeah, his questions are going to be we'll definitely be a lot cooler than mine. But like being from, you know, and from moving around a lot, I, you know, I'm going to tell something honest. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you something yeah. that I don't tell people. You know, I'm 25, so when I was in the fifth grade, you know who the most popular band in the world was? TLC. Yeah, no, it was Corn. Oh, I liked Corn And like Lead Biscuit, right? Yeah. And I would hear this shit in like Orgy or some and Rammstadt. It was mm. bullshit, right? And I would hear it, and Orgy? I Orgy? Oh, they were yeah. huge, dude. Family Values tour, they were huge. Did Where, yeah. they have any Where did you song grow other than that, the Blue Monday No, cover? that's all I had, the Blue Monday, yeah. Okay. That's yeah. all they had. Yeah. Where did you grow up? Uh, well, technically I... Which I, is all I, falls, right? No, I lived there for like three. Oh, years. Oh, okay. Well, then who cares? Uh, I moved to
0: Oklahoma, Midwest City, Oklahoma in 1995. See, I grew up in Shreveport, Louisiana, about that time. And no, Yo, so you're on my level. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I
2: should really call it Shreveport, Texas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Right? Yeah, like, it was like people
0: ask people ask me, they're like, "Oh, so why didn't you go to New Orleans?" I'm like, "Because I grew up in Texas." Or like, "No, you grew up in Louisiana." <laughs> I grew up in a town that wanted to be Dallas so bad that it's anyway. But uh, but. All the radio stations they played, yeah, and Corn, that was that was, the, that was the easiest, yeah. most
1: accessible thing, and it was aggressive, and it was it was okay at the time, and I I remember like having it and like listening to it and never really connecting with it, right? And then uh, somehow, um, I had a friend just give me a CD I got not know our friend like older brother gave me a CD, uh-huh. and there was this Operation Ivy song on there, and there was like some Less and Jake stuff on there. And uh, and it just fucking totally hooked me. And weirdly enough, last thing I'm going to say about any of this. Weirdly enough, funny story. I think I've told you this once before. Um, you know, we're on Paper and Plastic, mm-hmm. this record level. And uh, Vinny from Lesson Jake, the drummer, uh, runs the whole deal. And uh, when I was in the third grade, when I was at uh, Barnes, Barnes Elementary School, which actually turned into a fucking... Barnes & st- Noble's. No, right. <laughs> Strangely, it, it turned into a strip mall. They closed down an elementary school to start a sh- like a strip mall. Wow, that's where I went to middle school or elementary school, and um, I was really into music at the time, and just all music, and I had a bunch of sound then, movie soundtracks.
2: Yeah, I was into music.
1: Yeah, I was a total kid, and you know, I just loved it. I loved music, everything. And I talked to my principal, and he allowed me to be like a school DJ for the elementary school before school ran and during lunch hour, and then when after school ran. So I would I would make these mixtapes, you know, like calculate it perfectly and make them. And there was uh, lesson jakes. We're all dudes from the Good Burger soundtrack yeah. on there. And there was lesson jakes. I think I love you from the Scream Three soundtrack that was on that motherfucker. <laughs> And, uh, I was, you know, I was really into less than Jake and stuff. And it was just like a, it was when I heard punk rock music, it was like, oh fuck. Like, that's what I've been looking for, man. Like that's the outlet. Like that's, that's what my life is about. That's what I, that's, that's me. Like I found it and I'm so lucky that I was able to find it at a young age. Yeah. A lot of people aren't able to have that.
0: Well, for me, it's, it's very similar. Like I got into it through the BMX I was, oh, a B- yeah? I was a BMX kid because, like, growing up in Shreveport, all the kids were skaters, except for me and a couple. Me and another dude, we were like, "Fuck skateboarding! We're gonna be BMX kids because nobody else does that." And we fell in love with Matt Hoffman. oh your- uh, yeah, okay. yeah, which is where I'm going with this. Like, you t- you guys get it? But uh, we got into BMX magazines. Started and then like Punkorama Volume Two was advertised in the BMX magazines. Four bucks. 20 songs I got really sick I had the flu one night And I watched uh, 120 minutes It was The day they Matt uh,
1: Matt Pinfield
0: Yeah Matt Pinfield He's one of the people Who got me into Bunkrock yeah, ditto, same here. Beer yeah.
1: bands like show off, and like we yeah. just like obscure punk rock yeah. bands at that time. Like it, totally well, shit
0: me off. It was he. It was uh, 120 minutes, and he showed a, he showed me a Goldfinger. Oh which, yeah, like, I'm, embarrassed, bad, I'm embarrassed though. to say yeah. that's one of my entry bands. And oh no yeah, doubt, that's cool. It makes <laughs> me Yeah, yeah. Like you know. but yeah. Mike Kerr is good. at least an awesome dude. That at least you're on it. Mike Herter's a ha- homie. Yeah. He's the yeah. fucking coolest dude still ever. Still dope, dude. Still, still dope Still Still dope.
1: Will be always uh, dope. So,
0: I fell in love with BMX. Matt Hoffman. Matt Hoffman on Hoffman Bikes. Oh, yeah. Great dude, Matt Hoffman, by the way. Oklahoma City. Oklahoma, yeah. He's a good dude. I like the evil Knievel
2: of BMX. Oh, yeah. He kicks ass, man. He's a dangerous motherfucker. There's a fantastic.
1: Oh, and I've waited on him and his wife and his his, uh, children, and he tips. (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's where He's I was so going to. He's a really nice guy. Like uh, he makes l- a lot of press. the home. The last
0: the last time you were in Colorado Springs, like you and me, I was like, dude. Like when I was little, we'd go to uh, my great grandmother lived in Enid. Oh, I've been to the strip clubs out there. It's, it's <laughs> there's nothing there's there. There's
1: one out in Enid.
0: And uh, Enid, but we'd stop in Oklahoma. We'd go to the Oklahoma City bombing memorial, and I'd be like, man, this this town is all right. Matt Hoffman lives here. It's got to be great. And then through Matt Hoffman and BMX and whatnot, I get into punk rock. And then you guys are for So it's just this weird, like, kind of wish I would moved to Oklahoma instead of Colorado. Uh, Anyway, I don't don't know. I don't know what I mean by that. That might have been
2: the first time I've ever heard that.
0: No, but, like, when I I was 14 years old, I was like, I want to move to Oklahoma City. I want to fucking ride with Matt Hoffman every day. There's a fantastic documentary about him on... uh, Netflix right now 30 by 30 I
2: actually watched that
0: Oh it's so good I watched it the other day At 4am Going like oh, I'm gonna fall asleep And then I'm scrolling Through Netflix Oh so good But, um, I but no I actually
2: really like The 30 for 30 series Like I, there's so many Good documentaries
0: I'm, I'm not a sports dude But yeah I'm, I'm a hook. I don't like sports But I love sports movies And documentaries
2: I actually love sports I'm into well, sports cool. I, Actually I think
0: We're all into sports I got it man Yeah, yeah Good so, so Paul, most likely So Paul Like uh, I just asked him, Like we were talking to him Why did you start Playing guitar
1: Oh
2: yeah
0: Um
2: <laughs> So Like him Like I started Devouring music At a really early age right. And I bought like Like at the time When I was a Little kid Was like The later stages Of hair metal mm-hmm. And um
1: Living on a prairie
2: Yeah like like, but I was like I mean I was just it sounded so good it was like infectious like little yeah. stuff like and, well, was, and there's nothing wrong with that and I was a kid and then so my sister sends me my sister was going to the University of Chicago at the time and she was running this punk rock radio show mm. uh, on the university thing and I wish I'd kept all the tapes from that by the way because she used to send me her show all the time and I had no interest in anything she was doing but Anyways, um she sends me this tape and it's it's got booga da booga booga on both sides. So you can just flip it over. And I s- listened to it and absolutely hated it. Except for one song.
1: I love that record. The first time I heard Except it. Me- man.
2: Except for one song. Grade, dude. One song. Like I listened to the whole thing, I was like, This is not one I'm into. I'm like I'm fucking eight years old, seven years old listening well, to was well, the song. What was the song? My right. Yeah. Awesome. With the fucking ding, dude, ding, ding, you used to cover the ding, shit out
1: my middle school band. Dude, in the way, it, in, <laughs> all day in the that. way,
2: it just like ding, when the drums and the bass kick in, it's all, like boom, ding. boom. My oh, right yeah. to say what I want and think the way I want to think. Fucking, right. I don't know, but like rebellious side of Paul Pindley at that age, hearing that song, like I love that song, but I didn't really like the record. And six months later or whatever, I put it in one night. Fucking loved it, and from that point on, it was like. Black Flag, Dead Kennedys, uh, fucking Screeching Weasel. Bad Brains, motherfucker. Bad Brains was later. uh, Misfits, like a motherfucker. Oh, yeah, Misfits. And then, like, also, like, I started getting into The Cure and the Pixies and, like, all these other, like, indie things. Like, pretty much anything my sisters would give me, I would devour if I liked it. And, yeah, uh, and that's when I got a guitar. I asked for it for on my birthday, my mom, who didn't have much money, went to some piece of shit pawn shop and got me literally the most off-name guitar I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen another one. It was called an applause. It was a Stratocaster ripoff. It was intonated badly. <laughs> Did not stay in tune. And I got a little practice amp, and yeah, I just that's all I wanted to do. I, just, I wanted to play guitar in a band. I wanted, I wanted to make a song like my right. It's basically what it boils down to. Something yeah. so simple and powerful. Just bam.
1: That's what punk rock's all about, right? Yeah. Manipulating they, silence and expressing right? yourself in a fucking positive or negative manner or whatever. That's like, kind of what it's all about.
2: Yeah, it's, it's so easy and so complicated at the same time. Right?
1: You know? Yeah.
2: It's fucking crazy. No, I'm with y'all. i making the hard look easy and the easy look hard.
1: Or what did, what did Dolly Parton say? You know how much money it costs to look this cheap? Exactly. <laughs> right? No, that that is it to cheap. T. It got you got you to remember we're from Oklahoma, so we might happen to quote Dolly Parton also. Well,
0: Dolly Parton's <laughs> fantastic. Like, Do you
2: know who the seventh Texas greatest guy at the country singer of all time
0: is? is? The seventh. Seventh. Seventh.
1: Oh, it's Randy Travis.
0: It's Randy Travis. <laughs> Thank you.
1: So it happened a, to be Randy Travis.
0: <laughs> no, I was going to say Merle, just It is Randy
2: Travis.
1: No, he he might be up a little bit more on, it yeah. but the 7th. The 7th is, is definitely Randy. Randy It's Randy definitely Travis. Randy Travis.
2: And so if you're yeah. thinking that maybe he used to be higher and then after he got caught running no, naked he, along the highway, he was always drunk 7. And bruised. He's that he was seven, higher? Man. No. No, he was always about He was seven. a 7 before that and he's a 7 now.
0: That is a fantastic
2: story though, right? It's not really a story. It's just fact. What's yeah, that song
1: right. I like a whole bunch? That, uh, um, long as old ladies talk about old men, and I'm gonna love you forever. Here's the thing about forever Randy Travis. Forever and ever. Amen. amen. <laughs> I I'm love him.
2: love you forever and ever. Forever and amen. ever. Amen. amen. Love that shit. Randy Travis has so many number one hits that he has a greatest hits album of his number one hits. Hmm. And he has a volume two of his number one hits. That means he had to weed out the hits that weren't number one and compiled just the number one hits in two volumes. And that's why he's just the seventh greatest country singer of all
0: time. Well, all right, I'll take it you do doing that roll around? You you want this to hurry up. No, uh, okay, so, Paul, you yeah. ran a venue once upon a time in Oklahoma City, right? A very the long whole? time ago.
2: So did Garrett, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, weirdly enough.
0: <laughs> okay, so, running venues. We did the
2: same shit, just punk rock stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did it teach you running venues back then?
2: Can I answer this? Oh, yes, it's all you, please. brother. Like, Not a lot. Really? No. Um, it was a DIY space it was totally vanity it didn't I, teach I wanted, you how to treat bands that were coming no, through I mean yeah but I, I, mean, I would treated them the same regardless okay, if I was running a venue or not I just I wanted bands, Want to my see time. bands I dude. wanted to see bands so I I, and to be fair I didn't run the venue I did it with friends as a right. collective it wasn't just me it was a, a collective of like-minded people would just fucking want to bring bands into town. You gotta gotta let them know that
1: back then though there wasn't like clubs.
2: No, there wasn't. Like when we did it actually here's the full storyline is like when I was like in middle school um, like Green Day hit hard and how how old are you? I'm 31. When I was in middle school
0: Green Day hit hard. Green Day hit hard when I was in middle school and I'm 31. So okay, So uh, you're somewhere uh, around that age, all right, I just it continue. I'm sorry anyways
2: um, <laughs> I'm Green about.
0: Day hit hard,
2: yeah, we learned so about like in everyone I mean, it what's funny is that at the time, like there was already bands like there were already punk rock bands in Oklahoma like you know middle school and high school bands, <clears throat> and there wasn't a place to play anywhere. And people would set up their own shows or house shows or whatever. But when that happened, then, like, there were ten times as many people doing the exact same thing. And so, yeah, we all got together and we did Legion shows and whatever. And when that started to die out, because we got kicked out of Legion Hall after Legion Hall, um, (laughs) a bunch of us were just like, let's just pool our money, rent a space anywhere, like a building, not a Legion Hall, and and start doing shows and that's what we did and it was fairly s- successful and it got it even got to a point where it was a straight up club but by that time I was out of it and it, that fell apart as well but I did see like
0: vandals and queers and a bunch of other shit yeah. yeah quite a few bands yeah and you didn't learn like this is what I need to do as this level band to make it none of that kind of stuff or do you just do that as you are that kind Honestly, of thing? Honestly, if
2: there's one thing I learned from my my experience doing that, is that if you want to do something out of passion and make it successful, um, you need to have like-minded people around you. Okay. And that is exactly the reason why we have the band that we have. It's because all four of us have that exact same attitude.
1: Mm-hmm. Fuck DIY, DIT, do it together.
0: <laughs> I like that. Um, I if Colorado Springs had an attitude, I would not be trying to get the fuck out of there right now. Uh, please, shh, I'm gonna, I don't tell anybody to say that. Uh, okay, so uh, we're I'm gonna I'm gonna speed up through here. Um, you gotta just put out. Uh, we're gonna speed up here because I have probably 20 minutes of questions leading up to this. Uh, the dangers of standing still just came out on paper and plastic. It is probably my favorite record of last year.
2: Thank you
0: very much, Damien My my favorite punk rock record. Damn it, Damian. That's very cool. Yeah, damn it. Uh it it in like um if you listen to the very first podcast I did, I talked to Chuck Reagan and I'm like, Chuck Reagan, Hot Water Music. I don't know if your solo record or Red City Radio's record's better, but uh I then at the end of the episode I go, Yeah, it was Red City Radio's Shit, was record.
1: Shit, that, that why he was so nice to us?
0: <laughs> you know, I was, I was, it it might have been He's so nice He's, Him
1: and Chris And the whole group Are yeah. so cool man Yeah
0: So cool I, I I kept reading reviews Where people kept Comparing you guys To those To and Honestly I don't get it Because you guys Have a completely Unique sound I don't think There's anyone else Out there that sounds Anything like you guys
2: Thank you, Well there's certainly No one else out there That sounds exactly Like hot water music Either So
0: they're, but there are bands that are trying to, yeah. And you guys, trying. and it's very obvious to me. Man, I don't know about anybody I'll, else. I'll but I'll you guys tell you are
1: what, not, dude. Fucking, if some reviewer right now heard a Conway Twitty record, he yeah. would he would probably compare it to Chuck Reagan or Tim Barry. <laughs> hey, no, no disrespect. No disrespect to those musicians. On, on. Those musicians are so good. I completely But dude, disagree. seriously, if some guy just plays say. acoustic guitar and like plays songs, they immediately fucking be like, oh, that sounds like Tim Barry or Chuck Reagan, while having zero understanding about country music or folk music ever. And you know what? It, Honestly, it, it, most it, of these
2: punk rock musicians it, it, playing country music don't know shit about country music. If anyone's going to sing a song that sounds like tight-fitting jeans, it's going to be Tim Barry. It's not going to be Chuck Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> or, or perhaps tight-fitting jeans. Oh, come on, man. Learn your twitty. <laughs> I'm just giggling at you. Is what I'm doing. Well, I'm just saying, like, the the comparisons
1: of, I think, like, I mean, we've on, we've only gotten some pretty great, like positive responses from reviewers and writers. Thank you guys very much, and please uh, keep doing that. Uh, checks uh, in the it, mail. Checks in the mail. And uh, but no, that's great. But I just think that people are getting so fucking lazy. Like, dude, you gotta agree with me, Paul. Like. Seriously, I if you heard like the ne- like a Corey Brandon album, like the new Corey Brandon album, yeah, I bet there's a review right now that says that it sounds like Chuck ba- or Chuck Reagan.
2: I Here's bet the thing about the I new fucking sp- bet, dude. No. I fucking bet. Here's the thing about the new Corey Brandon Sorry, record, I'm... and this is why I disagree with you on this very specific. Point. I bet there's somebody who says it the sounds cor- like new Corey Brandon record. Every song sounds different. Oh, Every it's song. great! It's there's amazing. There's a song that sounds like Tom. No, Waits. but there's we a song said that yeah. Like, like no, and
1: I agree with you 100. percent But I'm just saying that there's some asshole right now writing a review saying that it sounds like Timber. Well, because it's country. I, because it sounds kind of tiny. well, he needs to quit. Because I don't know shit about
2: town weekly
0: entertainment magazine and think about what he's done. Can I add that I had Tim Berry talk on this very microphone? Not Tim Berry, Corey Brandon talk on this very can microphone. I, can that I lick sir? Can I lick your microphone? Yeah, and. Big Sir, fans, big fans it. No, his his new record's great. Oh, and it's amazing. For, it's for the all the albums, albums are fucking and great. And for the exact same reason you're saying, like it's because every everything these and writers, like, they pigeonhole people, man. And into
1: and, 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 and a, a genre that, that that that's not even like close to what they're going for. Ill
0: defined and,
1: and it's it's just it's lazy writing Is what it is. Crazy. Like it's just lazy, right?
0: Well, like, but and, hey, and that's cool, you know. And that's not, why I gotta I'm bring it up. I'm not trying to like shit on
1: like, their profession, you know what I mean? I just, I feel like when you group somebody into something like that, because it's so easy yeah. to, I feel like that's lazy.
0: Well, so, so what I like about the newest, the newest record, is very powerful. Like, and the EP, the EP is like an average-sized penis. Powerful.
1: powerful. but
0: no, it. Like when I, I put that on. If I'm in a bad mood and I put on the goddamn dangers of stain and steel. I feel good listening to it. Which is funny because we were all
2: in a really bad
0: mood when we were making it. Were you? No. No, of course not. Um, I just read The Secret. (laughs) (laughs) But that's it. It's like when I listen to that record it's like God damn I feel fucking good. And like it it even says right here um... I don't even know what you're laughing at. What are you laughing at? Uh, It doesn't matter. There's a reference of a <laughs> buck whatever but but no, no no like um if i'm in I'm, a, I'm
2: so happy that you said that by the way
0: no no cuz if i'm in a bad mood i put that record on and i'm just like i want to drive as fast as i can where i want to
1: with your eyes closed just, hands on um, the fucking uh, or your, both your hands on the roof we'll No, both bell.
0: your
2: hands out of the moon roof
0: right it that's that's a driving record oh uh, yeah you know what i mean it's that's a i i-25 only because that's the one i live off of it's like i'm gonna fucking drive up and down i-25 listen to that record as fast as i can and i did that today and it's fan-fucking-tastic and then like i know what goes into it because i read all the fucking interviews today because it's you know what to do what time how long we listened? we've been doing this a while Let, let's let's fucking fast forward how's the uh no, no 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 what was the thought process going on that record
2: yeah well, the danger standing still yeah
0: you it guys was, uh, it was
2: uh, <laughs> it's actually I can answer this really simply it was simply let's write it a punk rock record that was I mean
1: it was like uh, man this might be a lame ex- lame fucking excuse but it was almost like fishing man it's like I don't know for me at least it's like putting yourself out there and expressing something and expressing a feeling and casting it out and just seeing what you catch. And I'm, I'm so happy that so many people feel the exact same way that I do. So I can feel like I'm not alone and they don't feel like they're alone either. man. Yeah. Yeah. We wrote a fucking punk rock record, but, uh, I was just so happy that we were able to like be affected and affect so many people in a positive manner. That is the only goal that we will ever have.
0: Well, fuck yeah. Um, Let's let's just wrap this buddy up. <laughs> this is way longer than it should be, but no, seriously. Uh, what are you guys giggling about? Nothing. None of your business, Daniel. Nothing. <laughs> We're giggling. Thank you, Dale's Pale for making me miss this moment.
2: Dale's Pale how about that? Huh? Yeah, right? It's like, it was like, <laughs> it was like he and I were meant to drink your oh, beer. Can you imagine if,
1: if there was a Garendale Dale Ale? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> and that smells like brute. Ugh, it smells All right. like farts.
0: Well, let me wrap it up. I got it. Well, this is a... Buddy. Uh, what do you guys, 10 years from now, you guys are going to step back. going to pause everything. You're going to look back and be like, I fucking love that one moment. Has that moment happened yet?
2: Uh, I don't know, no, man. No, definitely not. Yeah, you
1: guys just were first.
2: No, I mean, it's just definitely not, man. We have, like, amazing experiences all the time being in this band and, what? and having fun playing the music that we play. Like, I, I cannot, I can't even tell you a favorite tour memory. Nice. I can't tell you a favorite memory of being in this band at all. Like, it's always just fucking joy and fun and aggravation at times but just yeah so no hasn't I'll, happened yet I'll tell you what 10 years from now I
1: promise I promise to God that if I'm still alive I will still be out doing everything I want to so hopefully I'll still be making fucking pretty cool memories
0: fuck yeah I'd hope you keep talking in the microphone no, it was my last interview
1: ever. I actually quit playing music. I don't even know what I'm talking yeah, about. I actually about to so quit. I'm I'm yeah, I quit the Quite band. Yeah, so we're uh, we're done. Right, so we're great. gonna do like solo shows now. Hey Paul, you wanna do a solo tour together? Or you just wanna do like separate? Yeah,
2: hey, can I uh, prime the pump first? Like I'll hit some markets. Tonight. Should we do like
1: separate? Yeah, we're just gonna like quit. So uh, I'm actually kind of into acting. Let's do that. No, hey, you do. I'm a director. Team acting like Corey Feldman. You want screen? All right, you screenwrite. i that's cool. I'll direct.
0: Nah, it's cool, man. <laughs> Well, all right, buddies. Thanks to Paul and Garrett for uh, sitting down, taking time out of their busy evening to uh, chit-chat with me out at the Chata House, Fort Collins, Colorado. Uh, thanks again, dudes, for uh, bringing your A-game. Killer stories, uh, killer guys. I can't wait to have you guys on this show again once the uh, new record comes out. Maybe I'll come out to Oklahoma City, uh, and we'll talk to you guys. You guys can introduce me to uh, Matt Hoffman and uh, maybe uh, – Wayne Cohen from Flaming Lips and some of those other Oklahoma City celebs out there. Uh, We can talk. You know what? Screw it. We'll just get as drunk as we did in this episode and do it again. Or at least I did. I don't know about these two dudes. Uh, Anyway, so uh, you can catch the Red City Radio Boys. They're going to be out on tour with the Ataris. Uh, The tour starts in Dallas, Texas on September 13th. And then it goes all the way, all the way, guys, to October 7th or actually October 9th, according to these tour dates. Uh, You can check out the uh, tour dates. Um, I'm looking at them on the Atari's Facebook page. Uh, That's probably your best bet for the most up-to-date tours. Uh, Again, that's a Paper Plastic Tour, Red City Radio, the Atari's pop-punk goodness. Please go check that out. If it was coming uh, anywhere close to here, I would be there, but it's not. Uh, Next weekend, I'm going to be out in Chicago for the Riot Fest. Um, we got some really killer... Interviews set up and it's going to be pretty damn awesome. Uh, I've got some awesome interviews set up already. Uh, I'm going to just pretty much bring my tape recorder with me everywhere we go and see what we can do. Um, we're going to end this episode with some live tracks. Again, I record every, just about every interview and most of these live tracks with a zoom H one handheld recorder. Um, really, really great quality. Really inexpensive. This cost me about ninety five bucks from uh, Guitar Center. I've seen them f- brand new for as little as seventy five bucks on Amazon. If you're looking to get into the podcasting, uh, check these out. It's a really cheap, inexpensive way, and the quality is pretty damn good as long as you stick it up into somebody's face. And uh, you, you just got to play around with the settings a little bit. Um, again, if you like what you hear. Please check out podcastcom I've got other interviews up with Andrew WK, Red Fang, Cheap Girls, Broadway Calls. Uh, the Ataris are up there, speaking of the Ataris. So please go check, take a look at that. Check it out. Um, again, thank you, Paul and Garrett, for taking time out of your night. Thank you to the Surfside 7, um, Brad, John Snodgrass, and all the Artless Nancy boys for taking care of me that night. I had way too much fun, as you guys just heard. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and start this episode well, start and God, I've had way too much coffee, guys. Uh, let's see. Uh, we're gonna end this off with some live recordings. Again, recorded with a Zoom H1 handheld recorder. Uh, we're gonna open this bad boy up with "Spinning in Circles" as a gateway drug, and then it's gonna go into "No One Believes in Moons and Goochers," and finally with two for Flinching." Again, thank you, guys. Uh, it's been been a pleasure, been a blast. See you guys at Chicago Ride Fest. Boos. me. it was his
2: birthday yesterday. Everyone wants me a happy birthday. <laughs> Everyone, if you know GB, Jimmy is, he's like the stupid, nicest guy ever, right? It's his fucking birthday and he's buying drinks for people. He buys a shop for Garrett. On stage. Everything's cool. come in, check We're not bad Actually, everything's not cool. to Yeah, yeah, hey. I'm telling a story you're interrupting, dude. My elbows are tired. I just want you to know that I'm icing my elbows. Were you talking too. about how GB's shit his pants last night? No, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. So, Chickie buys a shot, it's cool and everything, doesn't buy me one, but whatever. Gives it to Garrett, Garrett takes a shot, we do a song, and then, midway to the song we're about to play, because I know you guys don't know what's coming (laughs) up, Garrett fucking vomits on stage and tries to hide. I should be tuning right now, but I gotta tell the story. So, he, like, hides behind the monitors, right? So, a good, like, third, third of the audience doesn't see this happen. But here's the thing, right? Hey, tune. Hey, tune. I'm already he can't sing, right? But he can still play. So we do the solo in the middle of the song. Motherfucker nails it. Wild Balvin. Wild fucking spewing Sunny D-like fluid from his body. And we finish the song in the set to sound our
1: Because I'm a fucking juggernaut! And they saw Scott spinning in circles as a gateway drum! <laughs> I wouldn't win